You're listening to the SoPod Network. Good afternoon. My name is Sloane Drake, and welcome to another edition of The Lunch Table. The Lunch Table first aired in 2020, shortly after the death of George Floyd, as a way for employees to come together and explore topics on people and culture in an informal setting like you might do over your lunch table. So today, we're going to talk about the new employee experience, but with a twist. It's new employees who joined our organization in the midst of the COVID pandemic. So we had, believe it or not, over 3,100 employees join Southern Company between 2020 and 2021. And while everybody's experience was different, we'll have a chance to talk to some folks today about their experiences. Well, God, before we get started, why don't we do some brief introductions? So, Logan, can we start with you? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Logan Powell. I work at Southern Nuclear, and I'm a communicator there. I'm Lisa Kirby. I work at Georgia Power in the Security Operations Center. I'm a threat analyst. I'm Quentin Jackson. I work for Southern Power, and I'm an engineer in the EPC department. Tyler Shadricks, and I'm a troubleman here in downtown Atlanta. Hi, Chelsea Adams. I'm a category manager supporting enterprise services. Hi, everyone. I'm Joe Lee. Uh, I'm with Southern Company Gas, and I manage the Office of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Great. Guys, well, welcome. So, you know, thinking about my first day when I joined Southern Company, um, gosh, 20 years now, even in the best of times, joining a new company is difficult. You're trying to navigate what's going to be your new job and the organization and your team. But I think about what it must have been like for you guys to join in the middle of a pandemic when an organization, lots of organizations were trying to figure out what does the new normal look like? How do we keep people safe? But how do we continue to bring people into the organization? So Chelsea, I thought maybe I'd start with you. Will you share a little bit about what it was like to interview and, and start when you joined and how that might've been different the last time you started a new job? Sure, well, um, interviewing virtually was definitely a different experience. Um, I worried a lot less about what I was going to wear <laughs> um, <laughs> virtually than I would have in person. Um, I think it also, the process for Southern was a lot different from other interviews. I don't know if this was unique to my experience, but they provided pre-work um, and I had not had that. And so I think it told me from that, that this was um, a company who was going to do its homework and make sure that you were the right fit and that you needed to be prepared for the interview, um, which was something that I hadn't experienced before. Uh, my interview was a panel interview, so that was really interesting to do virtually of managing all the talking heads. Um, <laughs> that was something that it was different. I think you glean a lot from nonverbal cues, and so you had to rely a lot more on um, what they were telling you and, and really that active listening. Um, so that was definitely a different experience. But everyone who was on the panel had been here for 10, 15, 20 plus years. And that spoke volumes in terms of wanting to work here and, and really thinking, hoping the interview would turn out well. <laughs> Good. Well, I would tell you, one of the things that you said, you know, we do spend a lot of time thinking about how we identify and bring people in because people stay. Our average tenure is 17 years. And so you saw mm -hmm. some of that. So mm -hmm. we want to make sure we make a really good hire when we do. So welcome. Thank you. Quentin, what about you? Yeah, I had a similar experience. So I interviewed at um, the Nesby conference. So oh, it was cool. a virtual panel as well, but it was a, a board of hiring managers from Southern Company, but also some of the subsidiaries. So I kind of got the full Southern Company experience. So Panel interview uh, from there kind of broke out into uh, breakout rooms, and I got to learn more about each city, yeah. learn more about the company, and also kind of figure out where I wanted to go from there. So 
I really kind of jokingly say I got the full experience, the full Southern company experience. Yeah, you sure did. <laughs> that's a great conference. Can we tell us what NSBE stands for? National Society of Black Engineers. Great. That's one of the places that we go and recruit, and we do that kind of across different industries and different conferences to make sure we're kind of a, a got out there attracting some of the best talent. Um, one of the things that I think we're really proud of at Southern Company is that we do attract attract um, the best talent. And we want people to come and stay, but we want people to want to come to be here. And so, again, you guys could have worked anywhere, but you decided to work here. So, one, thank you for that. Um, Taylor, why, would you share with us what brought you to Georgia Power? So, I worked for a local co-op for 16 years before coming here. And really, I just felt like I was at a dead-end job no room for advancement or anything. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, curiosity got to looking around. Had several friends that worked here and put me in contact with some managers. And, you know, obviously they were trying to pull me this way, but uh, got doing my research and realized opportunities here are just endless. And then pair that, you know, better pay, benefits, you know, the whole package. What I thought was going to be a very hard decision, you know, leaving a place of 16 years during the pandemic, not knowing how the workforce is going to play out, you know, with all this. Um, actually made it a really easy decision in the end, mm -hmm. and I haven't regretted it today yet. Good, good. Well, that's good to hear. That's very good to hear. Um, Logan, what about you? What have, how have your experiences been so far? And really, has anything surprised you since coming to Southern that you didn't expect? I don't know. I wouldn't say surprises me, but what amazes me is just the amount of brain power in the room. Like every room I'm in, every meeting I'm in, the amount of smarts and critical thinking and strategic thinking. Um, just last week, I was actually here for a, for a communicators conference, and cool. that was what I was told our team. As being a new employee, it's amazing just to see um, the amount of talent in every room I walk into. And it's, it's humbling, and it gives you an opportunity to grow a lot. Good. You know, one of the things that I hope was not a surprise when you guys joined is just Southern Company's commitment to diversity, equity, and inclusion, the work that we're doing to continue to move to equity. And there's been lots of information and training folks like Joseph have helped us think about. Um, Lisa, would you share a little bit about how you've maybe seen that DE&I commitment since you joined last July? Um, well, the one thing I can say is everything is very collaborative, um, mm. very inclusive, um, Everyone's welcoming. We don't have like egos. We have, everyone is there to help another person. If you have a question, you feel free to go to them. Um, another thing is, I got involved with a group Empower. So that is like a woman in technology. I think the focus is cybersecurity. Um, one thing I would say that surprises me is the amount of women who are in managerial positions. That truly amazed me because you really don't see that a lot. Um, the offering of training anytime that you need it or want it, that was something that was, to me, very surprising. And I really um, drew me here for that. Good. I'm a little biased, but I will say, I think we, we do a lot to really provide tools and resources mm -hmm. around career development, around the work that our ERGs do, our employee councils, to really bring that information home to employees. And so I'm glad that you're seeing that. Yes. Um, so, Joe, so you do, along with Kim Green and the leadership team at GAS, you are responsible for really helping to think about DE&I. Um, what do you think we're doing well, and where do you think we have some opportunities? Sure. Um, well, I, I'm particularly proud of our vision and approach to DE&I because instead of just looking at it from a single lens, we really do take a, a holistic view of DE&I and looking at it from beyond just workplace culture, how are we addressing talent acquisition, our talent development, uh, supplier diversity, and community engagement and public affairs. So um, I love the fact that uh, for us, DE&I isn't just an afterthought, but it really is a core value. 
And uh, you talk about collaboration, right? Collaborative. And for me, I love the fact that the way we think about DEI, it's not just the responsibility of my office and my team, but really it's responsibility to everyone. So there's collaboration with all the other critical functions of the business um, in my office. So yeah, I just really love the fact that we have a very mature um, vision approach to DEI with a clear path and roadway, as opposed to, uh, for me, selfishly trying to come into an organization that doesn't have a clear vision for DEI and they're just trying to try, to try to build something from scratch. I love the fact that we have a very mature and laid out plan. Good. You know, one of the things that I think Southern can be proud of as well is that this conversation about diversity and inclusion really started 20 plus years ago, way mm. before it was ESG and really cool and it was kind of the topic, but it was really something that the organization, um, starting with leadership, realized is a good foundation. And so a lot of how we went out and found you guys as a part of that commitment to really bringing in all people so people feel included and, and, and can grow and develop in the organization. Um, anyone else want to share their thoughts around the commitment to DE&I? Yeah. Things they've seen? I would say um, what impressed me was it wasn't just a talking point, right? Yeah. You saw an emphasis and you saw like action behind that. So you can look around, you see minorities, you see women as decision makers and leadership roles within the company. That's what really, really attracted me to Southern. Awesome. Very good. What and else? It, it's valued here, I would say, more than any other place I've done in my short career. Like, we talk about it all the time, and um, to your point, like we live it out, and um, and we push each other to continue to grow and challenge each other. Right. Good. Very good. So, um, so one of the, the the fun topics that we're talking about a lot right now is how do we figure out like remote work and this new work practice. And so, one, it's important to acknowledge that every employee can't work remotely. Taylor, you can't do what you do from, right. from your home, and so we want to make sure that we recognize that and make sure that we're supporting folks who have to go every day. But those of us that can be more remote. Um, someone weigh in and talk a little bit about what that's been like for them and how do they prevent that dreaded remote work um, burnout where you just get tired of the Brady Bunch screens and the talking heads all day. So anyone know, Lisa, what about you? I will you? say that um, this is the first time I've ever worked fully remotely. Oh, wow. um, and I'll have to say that I enjoy it. I find I get a lot more done and more productive. Um, if I'm in the office, I tend to socialize more. <laughs> So it's been working out really well for me. Good, good, good. Anyone else? I've learned that I've had to be a lot more intentional about building those water cooler relationships, if oh, you will. Yeah. I think that's been something where um, that aspect is removed when you're working remote. So just, you know, seeing someone getting coffee in the morning really helps you collaborate and build relationships. So when you need their support on something you're working on, you can go to them and have that casual conversation versus something formal. Um, so that's been something to learn is to be a lot more intentional about just, you know, making sure you have that chit-chat and conversation and and learning about the folks you're working with, not just diving right into business and getting things done. Can you I, share a tip? Oh, or uh, how you've done I, that? I, I yeah. totally agree with that. And I think that, like, a, a silver lining of, of, I guess, the world we live in now is you can have even more intentional water core talks, like, over coffee mm -hmm. in town mm -hmm. or lunch. and people actually carve out an hour of their time versus just a quick five minutes. Yeah. Um, so I miss that as well, but it has been cool to be able to see how, I know we talk about our culture and like relationships, how that's transformed throughout COVID. Yeah, I think what this has shown us that culture is bigger than just a building. Mm -hmm. And so you have to find ways to do that versus just all finding yourself in the same place. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I've heard from employees, and you guys kind of tell me what you think, is that because we've had some of these more virtual options, people that are, all across our system and different offices and different parts of states, 
feel that they can do some things that maybe they weren't exposed to and it was only mm-hmm. going to be at Georgia or in the APC building or going to be at, you know, the Inverness building? What do you guys think about it? Have you seen some of that as well? Um, I did the next-gen mentoring. Yeah. So that was really interesting. And one of my mentors told me, she goes, uh, you know, whoever you want to learn from, she goes, put it on the calendar for like, you know, 15 minutes and have a talk with them. So it really made me realize, like, I could open the door to anyone that I wanted to. Whereas if I was in the office, if they were someplace else, I wouldn't even really think about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And from that, uh, I think one thing that really helped me is when I first uh, hired on, my manager kind of set up a list of kid to knows. Mm-hmm. So a list oh, of people yeah. within the organization that were you know pretty key to, to, to build, a, build a relationship with and get to know as well. So from there, um, you know, just taking twenty or thirty minutes to you know learn about somebody else, and learn about what they do, learn about their role within the company. Uh, that's something that's really really helped me. I think that get to know and that open door philosophy that we have at Southern is, I think that's a little bit unique. And it was one of the things, the very first things that I learned here is that if you meet someone in a meeting and they say something interesting, go get to know them. Mm-hmm. One, you'll learn something, which is also important, but it helps you build a network. And you know, you probably have heard since you've gotten here that we are a relationship organization. So the more people that you can get to know and interact with, it just makes, one, your experience better. It makes your job easier when you need that person in Mississippi or in Alabama to help you do some of that work. So good. I'm glad that get to know philosophy is yeah. is still good. So um, so this question is for everybody. So we're going to kind of go around and we can do it popcorn style. But I'd love for you to think about if you are a presenter at the new employee orientation and you had to give one piece of advice for every new employee, what would that be? And then the second question is give a piece of advice to their supervisors and their team members about how you, that group can make that new employee feel welcome and included when they join. So who wants to go first? Taylor? Um, as far as, you know, thinking about coming to the company, I mean, like, you know, a lot of people like myself been somewhere, you know, got comfortable where they're at, complacent. Um, I would say definitely reach out to people that are already in the organization and just see, like I talked about earlier, the amount, you know, advancement that's available here is you can go as far as you want to. Um, if you really want to, you know, up your career, you know, on to the next level, I would say definitely make the jump, come here. Um, you know, as far as health benefits, you know, competitive pay, everything, like I said earlier, I mean, I compared everywhere, you know, in the state, and it's top tier. Awesome. Well, thank you. Quentin, what about you? Um, you know, I would say better relationships, right? Like, especially as a young engineer, um, Southern Company does a really good job of, I would say, upper mobility. And with that, you have employees who have tenure here, who've been here 20 or 30 years. So when you can reach out to someone and, you know, just pick their brain and get, gain knowledge from them. And they've been here for 20 or 30, 20 or 30 years. And just an opportunity to see where you can improve, see what you don't know, right? You don't yeah. know what you don't know. <laughs> and from there, um, well, yeah, got that. But... <laughs> um, I would just say building relationships and getting to know people. Good. But also, uh, I know you asked the question about from a super, uh, yeah. supervisor. Yeah, advice role. to like that team that that person's joining. Yeah. What would, you, what would you share? What has been the benefit of some of the stuff that you've experienced? I would say I had intentional managers, right? They were intentional about reaching out, intentional about uh, being inclusive. So whether it was a, you know, a weekly update or a weekly just a phone call to see, you know, how are you doing? How are you holding up during the pandemic? How is virtual work going? But also introducing me to people as well. Um, you know, without, not being in the office, you don't have the opportunity to just kind of stop by someone's office and knock on the door and say hello. So uh, them, you know, just making sure that they uh, put me in the right position to meet people. Good. Something that really helped me out. Awesome. Joe, what about you? 
Yeah, I'm going to piggyback of what everyone's talking about in terms of the relationship building culture of, of our company. And I love the fact that our leaders are so approachable and always willing and available to meet with folks. So I would say for anyone coming to the organization, don't be afraid to go out on a limb and reach out to any leaders because they're always going to be willing and available to meet with y'all. So um, uh, definitely uh, when we talk about the value of networking and, and, and uh, mentorship, whether or not you're in an informal or formal mentoring relationship, definitely don't hesitate to reach out to a leader who um, you look up to or works in a different department because, again, they'll always be available. Um, advice I would give to um, uh, someone who's leading a team, again, same thing that we're all already talking about. Uh, be intentional about including folks who are working remotely because it's a lot of times it's easy to forget those folks that are working remotely, whether or not you're in a meeting and you're getting everyone's input and you forget to you know, ask the input for um, the team members that are working remotely or like you said, um, setting up meetings with folks um, who are working remotely with people across um, the, 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 the organization for them to have those relationships. I definitely agree. Um, those are things that we can do to make sure that um, our remote employees are feeling connected and engaged. Good, good. Logan? Yeah. I think for, uh, for me and a lot of my peers and I'm sure people across the system, like more than remote work or, or benefits or perks or anything, it's you want to work in a pur- purposeful job. Mm-hmm. And so I would say as a good like first step to find where you can add value and find where you can plug in and find where you can see that if I don't show up today, you know, mentally, this part of my job is going to be lacking mm. and, and it's going to injure or, you know, hamper my team in this way. So I think finding your purpose is a, is a really good first step. Um, obviously building relationships. And for the team, I would say like as welcoming as Southern is and it's like, great as it's been to start here, it's a beast. Like, there's so much work that goes on. And so I think that having patience and, yeah. and answering questions that you think we may or maybe shouldn't know already yeah. um, is, is super helpful and, and makes you feel welcome. That's a good reminder to those of us that have been here for a while because you forget that there is a lot to figure out. And I remember when I first got here, I didn't understand Georgia Power versus Southern Company, and I kept on using them incorrectly. And finally, <laughs> someone said, no, Southern's the parent company, Georgia. And so again, you have to, you're right, be patient yeah. and, and share. Lisa, what about you? Um, I would say the thing that strikes me the most is feeling valued. Hmm. Um, I don't think I really truly felt that in any other position, um, whether it's by my teammates or by my manager. And my manager, he would be like, you know, don't refer to me as your manager. We're a team here. So it's kind of like a level playing field. And it makes it very easy to um, give input, give opinions, so you feel like you have a voice. Good. Good. Oh, God, that makes me happy. (laughs) right, Chelsea, what about you? So advice to someone coming in, especially working remotely, I would say when you have your initial get-to-knows, I think that's most likely you'll have a list of people that you should meet and introduce yourselves to. I think it would be to follow up with them. So if there's a few people that you felt you really clicked with and connected with, to have those follow-up calls or, you know, message them. And um, because that's really the people that I've been comfortable with asking those, um, maybe you should already know this questions of, you know, what's a safety topic? What's, you know, those kinds of things that I didn't know coming in. And so I was able to rely on people that I felt, you know, really connected with um, follow-up on those calls. So you don't feel isolated and it's, you know, the first 30 days you meet a ton of people and then you never hear from them again. Um, that would be my advice. And I would say to the teams or the managers welcoming those employees, um, create opportunities to meet in person if you can, 
or just create casual opportunities, I think, as well. So having consistent team meetings, I think, creates that camaraderie that you lack when you have the office to come to. Yeah, I think the theme that you guys talked about a lot was around this kind of being intentional, you know, because you can't just assume that you're going to run into someone sometimes if you have the ability to work from home. But then making an effort to make sure that you're making people feel included, that you're helping them get to know, you're answering their questions, so people can really feel a part of the organization. I mean, we, we worked really hard to get you here, so we want you to come and thrive. <laughs> and, and so that's a really helpful advice for us um, to remember. Good, very good. So I think um, one of the things, and, and you actually mentioned it, Chelsea, is safety. So, you know, we are um, an electric and a gas utility, and this is dangerous work. And some of us are out doing very dangerous work every day. Thank you for what you do. But those of us that are in some of the more the corporate environment have to be thoughtful about that, too. And when we think about safety, it's also about your, your health and your mental well-being. And so self-care has become such a, a, a topic these days around making care of yourself. You can't be your fully best self if you're not healthy and well and able to contribute. So anyone have any good advice of things that they do to take care of themselves, that whole self-care category? Well, I'm going to do a quick shout out to our wellness coordinator at GAS because they give us plenty of resources for us to utilize to take care of our mental and emotional health. So definitely always take advantage of the great resources that they're constantly um, throwing out to us. Yeah, I know it's easy to get, um, when you work remote, you can stay inside all day and not realize you've been inside all day or not left the house. Um, So I've tried to make a point every day to at least leave the house, get the fresh air, go outside, um, or change my workspace if I'm feeling really um, just like, you know, maybe the week is dragging or something. That has helped my mental well-being a lot is changing the workspace of going to a coffee shop, going to, you know, a lobby where there's a work-from-home space dedicated. So those kinds of things have really helped me. Awesome. to change things up. <laughs> so mine is really nerdy, but I have an Apple Watch. And so I do the little, when it tells you to stand every hour, mm-hmm. I totally do that. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a good one. I know you guys have, have, are Apple folks, but it's the whole breathing. And so you can do a minute of breathing that helps with your focus and relaxation. And so um, sometimes in meetings, you'll see me do that. I think people think I'm reacting to the meeting. I'm like, oh, no, no, it's just my watch. <laughs> it's time for me to breathe for a minute. So again, I think it's just figuring out little ways that we can do ourselves to just make sure that we're taking care of kind of so we are our best selves when we come to work. So. I'd say safety in general at Southern Company. You know, company I come from, you know, everybody talks about safety. And yeah. yeah, we're driven towards safety. And safety is number one. A lot of places, that's really not the case. It's just a front. But I'll say here at Southern Company, like, from what I've seen, mm-hmm. they really do care about each individual, our safety, getting home every day, no matter what it may be. Yes. They truly care about each and every one of us. Yeah, I'm glad to see, I'm, that, that makes me feel good that you guys see that that is such a part of who we are. Um, and it's not just something that's said, but it really is a foundation of wanting people to feel that they can come and work and go home just the way that they arrive. So guys, thank you. We have covered a lot of topics um, at our lunch table today. And I just appreciate you guys, one, joining. You got, like I said, you could have worked anywhere, but the fact that you decided to come and spend your career at Southern Company is so important. And everyone, thank you so much for joining us for this episode of The Lunch Table. Thank you for listening to the SoPod Network. Remember, you can listen on Apple, Spotify, and Google podcast platforms.